How We Lead Now by Joe Baldwin-Trott The world needs more women to lead and lead now. The debate about why is over. It should never have existed. Humanity is equal in gender, yet our governing leaders are not, and our management teams are not. Equality for women is not a right, it's a fact. But to achieve equality, we need action. Not tomorrow, but now. Now is all we have. I've envisaged creating this book since I was six years old when I realised how unequal the world is. I'd not envisaged publishing this book at a time when our world is in turmoil. Our current crisis has highlighted that it is women in the caring profession who are mostly battling this pandemic and it's time for women all over the planet to act now. This challenge has brought leadership to the forefront of our screens it's given many of us time to reflect and reconsider our lives and our future. This chapter and the others that follow will give you an opportunity to reconsider yours. They will inspire you to dispel limiting beliefs, to shed fear and concern, to own your space as a woman and lead. Role Models People's stories were a joy for me to hear as a child and still are now of good and bad from friends and family. My grandmother's stories were favourites, but the ones I loved the most were from the friends who were husband and wife and police officers too. I remember my mother fussing around them, awing and eyeing over this car chase and that arrest. But the stories that stuck with me the most were from the wife, the WPC. Hearing how, as a female police officer, she dealt with the difficulties within the four walls of the station as well as out on the streets, filled me with admiration. Her messages of how she overcame adversity and how she stood her ground with her sexist colleagues stuck. She had my vote, I was in awe. And from that moment on, how many women have faced inequality yet striven and succeeded for change has been on my radar and taken much, up much of my conscious thought. Noting how my first female headteacher ran our large secondary school at barely five feet tall in her floor-clipping heels. Watching how the station owner's wife in the outback of Australia managed the kids, the home and the team of workers. Through my various jobs in hospitality, sales, technology, customer service and education, I heeded the women who governed with efficiency and empathy. The deputy headteachers generally women, running the show with the male headteacher who officially had their name on the door. I watched and I absorbed. Most noticeably as a police officer, yes, I followed my friend's path. I scrutinised and reviewed the intricacies of leading as a woman in a male-dominated institution. There were few female supervisors, but I questioned and I probed those who had made it. I left after nine years after being on the receiving end of sexual discrimination and harassment. I stored it all up and I kept asking, why? Why is the world unequal when we are in fact equal? Now, as I at last sit to write my chapter for the first in the Women Leading series, the first message of this movement to inspire women to lead, I feel humbled. I'm humbled by the women who took that first step to lead and have kept going no matter what. 
by the women who have given up their own option of family and becoming a mother to lead and to create change. By the women who have suffered gender-driven harassment and abuse, yet have accepted their experience, continued with purpose and achieved what they set out to do. By the women who have overcome industry-entrenched adversity and became the first female to lead in their field. The late Dame Helen Alexander, the first female chair of the Confederation of British Industry. Sirimavo Barandanaik of Ceylon, the first woman to be democratically elected as Prime Minister. Rosa Parks, the first Lady of Civil Rights. All of these women overcame adversity. They made a first step, trusted their voice and moved forward to lead. They led the way, the team, the industry and the movement of equality. What it means to lead. I used to misunderstand leading. I thought it related to the epaulets on your shoulders or the size of the team you worked with. This is fundamentally wrong and at the core of why women hesitate to lead. Leading is not about numbers, success or shoulder tax. Leading is about making a difference and working with those around you to implement change. It is about leading the way and inspiring others. It is about how you behave, how you treat people, what you say and how they feel around you. It is about leading your life. Leading is about Danielle Chill, who one day travelled from her home in Sydney, Australia to Tamil Nadu in southern India to start a conversation and a movement of hope. Danielle met a woman called Sitha and asked her about the challenges faced by the women of the villages. She identified the core belief for women like Sitha, that their opinion didn't count, and she committed to changing it. She endorsed the value of earning, not just receiving, and she founded Coco.Global. Leading is about Sitha, who was nurtured by her family to see her purpose as solely being a mother and a wife, to be quiet, to serve and not to think, to cook, to clean and to accept how her husband treated her. Through the Cocodog Global Enterprise, Sitha has now learnt how to read, write and to count. She has learnt how to knit and create high quality garments that are sold globally. She's also learnt to value her opinion and her judgment and how she is treated in the home. Leading is about Tamsin Lejeune, who founded the Technical Fashion Forum that is driving change in the fashion industry. Historically rampant with poor working conditions for mostly women, who received disproportional pay. Tamsin has supported Coco.Global and helped it to become sustainable. Leading is also about Julia Gillard, former Australian Prime Minister, who in 2002 gave one of the most famous speeches in Australian history. This message gave women hope. It also uncovered the extent of sexism in politics. Julia led the way, as did Tamsin, Sitha and Danielle. Every author in this book has heard again and again the debates on equality and why it matters. Why is no longer the question. It should never have been the question. Look at us. We are equal. But acceptance underpins the purpose of this book. Too much time has been spent around, sat around highly polished tables discussing equality. 
Humanity is equal. Equality exists already. Subject close. The point of this book is to inspire action. And action not tomorrow, but now. How you can lead right now. At this very moment, as you read these words, you can be choosing to make a change. You can decide to take one small step to create a better world where, as Mary Page, mayoral candidate for Bristol noted, women are at the tables and no longer just the food upon the plates. And I say this to you as women and to you as men too. We are one, we're unified, we simply are energy and we work best as a team. To lead, grow your team, build your tribe and create a support network. This is how women lead. We lead with those around us who are with us and are for us. We are for them. Women lead together. And I see this in every meeting I attend as a director for 5050 Parliament. We are from different parties, but we lead together. We support each other in striving for an equal UK Parliament. This is how women lead. They collaborate, they support, they accept their differences and work together for a collective cause. Men can lead this way too if they allow themselves permission to do so and let go of the centuries of training which has taught them differently. To lead, value you for being simply you and value all that you have become right now. In my 10 years of mentoring women in image and expression, the message I always hear is, I'm not good enough. You are, you are unique and your value is being different and just being you, your experience, your challenges, your voice. To lead, we must finally let go of comparing our clothes, our hair, our shoes, our bodies, our voices. Choose to dress for you and for no one else. Choose to speak for you and no one else. Choose to show up as you for no one else but you. This is fundamental to quietening the terrible and damaging internal chatter that too many women listen to inside their own heads. You are perfectly different exactly as you are. What change for equality can you make? What belief are you not standing up for? What experience or discrimination are you not exposing? What opinion do you have that you are not sharing? What change do you want to see? What vision do you have for your future and for your children's future? Ask yourself these questions and do one thing right now to change it, even if it is just saying it out loud. When we verbalise our thoughts, we add more power and more energy to what we believe and desire. We get closer to making it happen. Record your vision, your beliefs as a voice memo and share them with someone you trust. Even some of the authors in the book have been on a journey just by writing their chapter. I've watched their words become stronger, more passionate, more determined. By creating the space for us to reflect and dig deep into ourselves, we are already tapping into our potential and we are creating momentum. Create yours, write your own chapter, manifest your own vision, write it down and then say it out loud and then tag us in. We are with you from this moment on. 
As editor for this book, I have experienced on the one hand pure joy, but also pure frustration, a number of women whom I approach to become authors and who have achieved so much in their careers and their communities did not want to add their message to this book because they simply did not see themselves as leaders. They did not feel they had enough to say and they did not want to be heard. They did not value their voice. Leading has to start somewhere and it starts with listening to ourselves and valuing what we alone have to say. Listening to the voice in our hearts and our heads will provide the pivotal moment in equality. Turn up the volume and act on what you hear. Until we have change to equal representation, until every local and national government across our planet is equal in gender, we as women will be fighting a tougher battle. Our issues will be less important, our voices less heard. Our businesses will continue offering unequal pay, our institutions continue creating unequal opportunities. Governance is the business of people, of us. Equality has to start here. To run for local or national government is not about being political, it is about caring and desiring change. Greta, Jacinda and Angela are leading the way to equality, have never been seen or heard, but more role models are needed. Role models like Julia, like Tamsin, like Danielle, and like Sitha, like me, and like you. It is time to lead, not tomorrow, but now. About Joe Baldwin-Trot. Joe Baldwin-Trot mentors influential leaders in the energy of showing up. Joe has supported TV celebrities, Harley Street doctors and artists. She's an international best-selling author of Remote Working. She's a lecturer in entrepreneurism, personal brand and image and a professional speaker. Joe is the founder of Women Leading Global and the CEO of Proper Books Publishing. She also hosts the Amijo Show, the Women Leading Show, and is a director for UK Parliamentary Equality Group 5050 Parliament. Joe is based in Hove, East Sussex, with her two children, and she likes to be front row of concerts and write songs. Joins Joe's conversation on all media at Joe Borgentrot, or go to her website www.joebaldwintrot.com For Women Leading Global, go to www.womenleading.global or all social media at Women Leading Global. If you'd like to join the Women Leading Conversation and being the next Women Leading book, please get in touch. We'd love to have you.